The following is part of the 330 podcast. A student-run program is partnership with the 6th District Education Compact at Cuyahoga Falls High School. Welcome to the Sports Station with your hosts, Connor Faith and Brent Hovey. Welcome into another edition of the Sports Station. It's Mr. Hovey here with Connor. And again, today we are joined by Lucas. Hi, everybody. How are we doing? Great. Doing great. Awesome. So uh, we're going to take a look today at some of the NFL news from week seven, looking ahead of the trade deadline. Um, we're jumping to some college stuff with a playoff picture shaping up. And with high school playoff football starting, we're going to take a look at that as well. Um, Connor and Lucas will be running the show for the most part. And um, looking for a good show, guys. So uh, good. Connor, take us away. What do we got to start with? All right. So come week seven, we do have a few teams that have not really gone off on the right foot. So what teams do you think, Lucas, could potentially bounce back? Um, I mean, the Broncos could. They got a good coach. I mean, obviously they're a wreck right now, but I feel like they could definitely maybe figure it out. Hands down on this list, it's going to be the Giants and the Vikings. The Giants switched to Tyrod Taylor all of a sudden with that injury, and they're looking like a much better team, and I definitely hope they keep going with him. That team can get right back into the playoff picture. Minnesota? Obviously Minnesota. I mean, they came back, you know. And then they beat the 49ers last night. I mean, they're sitting at 3-4 and four now. Jordan Addison is giving, like, a chance to, like, excel without Justin Jefferson. I think this team is going to be a huge threat come playoffs. Definitely. Um... And the main favorite that everybody chooses uh, for the team to bounce back is obviously Cincinnati because, you know, they're 3-3. Three and three, The but entire AFC North can bounce back. Every single one of those teams have been switching back and forth and, like, are kind of a wreck almost. I mean, the Browns' offense is a by just, like, a mistake. Like, I don't even know what's going on with them. I mean, hands down, it keeps getting better. They win games, they push through, but every single one of those teams have Super Bowl potential in that division besides Pittsburgh. Definitely. Yeah, because Pittsburgh, you know, obviously with Matt Canada and how everyone in Pittsburgh wants him fired, but the Pits, uh, but the Steelers are refusing to take action on him. So, but yeah, definitely the AFC North is 100% a division in football that has been just playing amazingly, and I r- actually read a stat against non-divisional opponents. They're actually 11-4 and four, um, after uh, Week 7. So, yeah, the AFC North is definitely a great division. Okay, so the trade deadline is in a week from today on October 31st, and we actually already had a big trade that happened yesterday. Kevin Byard got traded to the Eagles for Terrell Edmonds, a fifth and a sixth. So what players do you think might be traded with a uh, trade deadline coming up? Well, definitely rephrasing that, I think Devontae Adams needs to be traded. He cannot stay in Las Vegas anymore. Like, his Hall of Fame career is going to be wasted there. On that list is Chase Young. I'd love to see him get traded to Baltimore specifically. They could definitely get him the breakout. And then everyone's favorite trade to throw around for the past few years is the Broncos wide receivers. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. They have potential. Crap. Miss, like, I don't even know how to say it anymore. Um, some of my favorites that could potentially be traded, um, 
maybe people like Daniil Hunter, Derrick Henry, maybe, which would be a big shock. The Titans are about to fire sale, absolutely, like, just trade everyone. Daniil Hunter is going to be taken off that list after that win against the 49ers. Yeah, he did look pretty good. Um, Let's see. Yeah, we also got Chase Young because, honestly, he needs to get out of Washington. Um, um, yeah, Broncos receivers, they have had conversations about trading both of them. Uh, last I've seen, the Packers, the Colts, the Patriots, the Chiefs, like, it's always the same teams looking for wide receivers, talking yeah. to them. Um, some people have even said that Pat Sertan might be traded, but I think it's too early for him to be traded at the moment. That is... Like, if they trade him, it's kind of pointless. Like, yeah, they can get if, all the value in the world, but he is if they trade, all the value. Yeah, if they trade Pats or Tan, then that might show a sign that they might be in a rebuild. A team I'd keep a lookout on is see how the Jets do in this final week going into it. Cause, I mean, Speaking of the Jets, um, Dalvin Cook definitely could be traded because they have not been using him because Brees Hall has been playing greatly in – they yeah. pretty much are sticking with Brees Hall, so Dalvin Cook could definitely be a name to watch. I never understood why they even signed him. It was the dumbest thing ever. Like, Ezekiel Elliott to the Patriots made sense because they're always running different running backs. Pretty much, yeah, so with like, him and Ramondre Stevenson. But, yeah, the Dalvin Cook signing by the Jets didn't really make that much sense because, you know, Brees Hall was already an elite running back. So I don't know why they yeah. decided to trade for him. Um, Now we got... One last NFL question. So, a lot of rookies this year have had their ups and downs, but there are a lot of rookies who have been playing at a exceptional level who have been taking over the league. So, what rookie do you think has been exceeding their expectations the best? Well, obviously the big dog, Puka Nakua. I mean, he's everybody's knowing him as like a veteran now. He's just like insane. Right. Then after that, Hands down, C.J. Stroud. Then you've got to put a Jordan Addison. I mean, when you think about that, nobody in college put up stats like Jordan Addison besides Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Who drafted Justin Jefferson? The Vikings. Who drafted Jordan Addison? The, the Vikings. Vikings. It's like it's just a remake. He's going to be a stud in the NFL. He will be a top five wide receiver at some point in his life. He's got all the, like, everything in the making. For Definitely. Him. And yet, when Justin Jefferson is healthy again, the Vikings, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, definitely as well. And I'm unfortunately going to have to take a shot at the Chargers. They could have had either him or Zay Flowers, but instead they took Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston's a process. That guy has all the potential in the world. It's just about building him and getting him more experience. It's yeah. not that he's not good. Right. Um, but The Eagles got the best pick in the draft. I mean, Jalen Carter, Carter, that dude is huge. Nolan he's Smith. Fast. He's a beast, specifically. Yeah, Nolan Smith was good, but Jalen Carter is, like, a monster and a half. Definitely. Um, Tyson Bagent, that's another one. I mean, you come from D2. Your expectations making an NFL roster, if that, like, that's that's the roof of your expectations. That's that's probably, like— He just beat out quarterback for the number two job, then started his first career game, and not only did he win— but the game, they, but he won a double with it. It snapped the Chicago Bears' losing streak at home that dated back to 2022 or 2023 and 2022. And there's just there's so many things. Like it was just an amazing game for him. 
Definitely. And I can definitely see the potential they have in him. And Tyler Bajan, he could potentially be a great quarterback if they give him more experience. But, yeah, definitely a great prospect. All right, so now we're going to switch over to college. Um, there are a lot of different Heisman favorites in the league or, like, in college. But what do you think is your main Heisman choice? Well, starting at the bottom of my list, I definitely like Marvin Harrison Jr. is on that list, but he's not winning it because he's not a quarterback, and that's just kind of how it works. Yeah, the last – if I remember correctly, the last non-quarterback to win the Heisman was Devontae Smith. Yeah, and hands down. That was more than deserving. Nobody's putting up stats like that this year. Definitely. Um, On that list, I mean, you got Jordan Travis. I mean, yeah, they're winning games. He's playing good. He's not Heisman in my opinion, really, but he's got to be on the list. Bo Nix, on the other hand, he just set the record for most college starts as a starting quarterback. He's definitely got everything in the books to win the Heisman this year. Uh, I mean, you can't not put Michigan quarterbacks. J.J. J. J. McCarthy. McCarthy. I mean, yeah, he's playing stellar, he's playing good, but his stats aren't mind-boggling to people considering the competition he's playing. And, you know, they have the weapons around him like Blake Corum and Roman Wilson yeah. and those kinds of people. And, I mean, Caleb Williams is going to live in this conversation. It's Caleb Williams. But um, he, the college, you lose two games, you're out of the Heisman race. That's definitely. just kind of how it works. Michael Penix Jr., I, he had a sucky last game against Arizona State. 15 to 7, kind of forgot how to score a touchdown on offense, but I mean, he still put up a Heisman level season, leading the league in passing yards. He's definitely in the running in the top two. Definitely. Um, my favorite is Jaden Daniels. Speaking of the two loss rule, typically you don't do that, but when your two losses are absolute shootouts with Ole Miss, and then I mean, F FSU came out hot against LSU. Everybody knew. After mm -hmm. Brian Kelly's trash talking that it was going to be FSU winning that game. But Definitely. Jaden Daniels has 3,000 total yards or something like 30 touchdowns. Hands down having a Heisman season. He's putting up numbers that LSU hasn't seen since Joe Burrow. I hands down think he will be the Heisman winner. Nobody else deserves it more than him. Definitely. Now, one name that actually I did not hear you mention is North Carolina quarterback Drake May. Do you feel I like don't think a single person should be in the Heisman conversation that just was ranked number 10 and undefeated and lost to a 1-5 team. That I is mean, true. I don't care how bad your team played. It wasn't due to drop passes. Your quarterback's play, he couldn't function in the pocket, really. It's embarrassing that they just lost that game, and that team should, that should have knocked them out of the top 25 entirely. They should have had to earn their way back in. They should have never dropped down to just 17. Definitely. Um, now, who was the team that they played? Virginia. 1-5 and five oh, yes. unranked Virginia. That is embarrassing. Now, speaking of rankings, who are the playoff teams to watch this year? Def yep. Um, well, starting with me, um, I'm picking – I might have to go against my will, and I have to say the team up north. <laughs> um They'll definitely make it. Um, I'm also thinking Florida State will make it in there. They'll find themselves in there. Ohio State probably, but they'll probably be a bottom seed, like maybe three or four. Um, Georgia, you I mean obviously, even though they lost uh, Brock Bowers for the year pretty much. Um, so, yeah, definitely those are my four. It'll be Florida State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia. 
And how about you? Um, I can't give a clear answer, but I can tell you whoever number one will be is whoever wins the Big Ten. Right now, my favorite is Ohio State. Michigan has a weak, weak schedule. They have not played any competition. OSU has proceeded to beat Notre Dame and Penn and State. Penn State. So, I mean, that's just kind of where I stand with that. Number two is going to be FSU. Nobody's beating them in the Atlantic Conference. Nope. And, I mean, if they win, they're going to take that. Yes. Number three will be between Oklahoma, the winner of the championship game that will be Oregon and Washington. I don't see anyone else playing each other in that championship game of the Pac-12. So I definitely think the winner of that will be possibly a chance for number three. And then the second place between Michigan and Penn State. And then same thing for the fourth seed. It's going to be a shootout between those teams. That's a very good list. Um, all right, last question for the day. We're going to switch to high school. Um, their playoffs are just on the horizon. And there was one school before we started shooting that you were talking about, a uh, mentor, and you were talking about their quarterback. Um, so how do you think um, those different teams will do in the division? Um, with Mentor sitting at the 5 seed, they have a chance to make an upset run and stuff in the playoffs. But they also are going to have a tough second-round matchup, no matter what if they make it through the first round. Scotty Fox has had a phenomenal year, 2,066 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, 310 rushing yards with 11 touchdowns as well. And, I mean, he has hands down led that team. Menner's always playing rough, so I think that team could maybe make a run. Definitely. Now, another sixth seed in Division One, Region 1, is sixth seed Medina, led behind quarterback Danny Stollards. He is currently ranked third in the nation at 3,460 passing yards and 39 touchdowns. He has 772 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns to add on to that. There is no other quarterbacks playing at his high of a level. He is having, hands down, a phenomenal year, and I really think Medina can make a push with that area against anyone. Definitely. Obviously, Hoban, St. Edwards, I mean, it's the same thing every year. And then um, Ursuline, Youngstown. Exactly. There's um, always like the same teams every year. And um I mean another new team always Chardon. They play hard. Always. That team's looking to win. It does not matter who they're playing. It does not matter if they're the worst team in the league. They play to fight. That team does not back down. Their rushing attack is relentless. That team will make a push against whoever they play. Definitely. Um now with the division that we're in with Stowe and Talmadge, um Definitely the team that's probably the favorite to go the furthest is probably Hoban. Well, um, yeah, obviously. We also have, you know, teams like Barberton, Hudson, Cuyahoga Falls, uh, Walsh. Um, they could make a run. and Walsh is most likely. Their quarterback is phenomenal. I definitely think they'll be the one to make a run out of all of them. You're right. And Hoban, obviously. Definitely. But what are your uh, three main games to watch this week, Connor? Um, for which one? For high school football. Um, I'm going to have to see about that one. Um, probably uh, we'll go with Nordonia and Twinsburg. Um, that could be a really good game to watch. Um, we could potentially be looking at um, 
St. V and Warren Harding. And um, we could also probably look at, um, let's see here, maybe uh, uh, Dublin and Kettering. It's not bad. Mine, definitely Twinsburg and Ordonia. That's going to be one heck of a game. Uh, Chardon and CVCA. Chardon's 7-3, and three, sitting at uh, the 7th seed. Wow, CVCA. Has to travel up there to Chardon this Friday night at 7 p.m. playing them. And they're the 10th seed, sitting at 8-2. and two. That'll be a really good game. And then, obviously, Hoban's game. Hoban versus Elliott. I'm really excited to see how Hoban comes out of the playoffs and just starts it off. They've got a stellar defense, and I mean, their offense, it comes and goes, but their defense really keeps them in the game always, and I'm looking forward to see how they do. Definitely, yeah. Um, especially to see, you know, how Ellett performs, you know, with them finishing with the record of, oh, let's see, 3-7. and seven. Um, I mean, they could. I mean, you never know with football, but we'll just have to wait and see when the game happens and see who pulls off. All right. Well, we'll just have to wait for the results. That's it for this week's episode. Yep. We are finished with this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you in episode five. Mm -hmm.